Here we, here we go again. It's the Wild Lives Podcast. Let's have a dream which isn't under control. What's stopping you? And even if I get in trouble, you know what I'm saying? That wanderlust that exists within us all. In an inspired moment, he burned the last cash in his wallet. Do not try this at home. Hey friends, and here we go again. Welcome back to the Wild Lives Podcast. My name is Rye, and buckle up because this one is going to be a fun one. Now, I'm sure we've all made little videos either as a diary for ourselves or a way to share our travels with the ones we love. Now, my hands in the air, I'm the most guiltiest person in the world for that. But what if that was your job? Now, over the years, YouTube has literally become a buffet for van lifers, vlogging their way around the world and sharing their travels with the masses. And one couple who are waving that flag louder and more proud than anyone is Mr. and Mrs. Adventure, who are literally the king and queen of this weird and wonderful world of YouTube. Brit and Drew are going to walk us through their experiences of being travel influencers and throwing a real transparent and honest microscope over the vlogging lifestyle. So if you ever wanted to know more about that, then hang 10 here with us. Here's just a snippet of what's coming up. Some people might get that viral video and their subscribership goes up and they're just naturally, they know how to edit and do the storylining. Um, so it will be different for everyone. But if that is your goal and you have that vision that you are going to make this your full-time job, you can. It just takes a lot of work and you have to remember that it is not a sprint, it is a marathon. Yes, apart from being absolutely gorgeous people, these two are super duper inspiring. But feel free to join the conversation by jumping on Wild Lives on Instagram and sharing your stories with us. We'd obviously love to hear from you, but let's dive headfirst into all this and get the gold straight from the horse's mouth. Brittany and Drew, aka Mr. and Mrs. Adventure, how are you guys traveling? Hi, Ryan. We're doing well. We're doing great. I had a feeling you would be. Thank you so much for jumping on board this chat with us. We're about to you guys in the world. We are in Idaho, not too far from Yellowstone National Park. Beautiful. And are you two staying out of trouble over there? We're trying. We did have a few cows come over to sniff and see what we were up to. but. And I opened up the door and said, hello, and they all ran off. <laughs> they did. They all ran away. Hey, come on. I'm sure they watch your channel anyway, right? Sure. <laughs> um, now, look, the two of you have just reached 50,000 YouTube subscribers, which is absolutely nuts. Big congrats on that. Where did this whole dream start for you two? We actually started our channel back in 2013. And it's been quite a journey. Uh, YouTube <laughs> has changed quite a lot since then. Um, there are a lot more people in the game. And how we approach the platform has changed drastically as well. It's now basically our full-time jobs. And we're learning more and more about how we can do it better and how we can better serve our community. For us, it's all about serving the people that we have the pleasure of sharing our lives with. So that's it's really added so much to our adventures. Yeah, that's awesome. And anyone who is half familiar with you two would vouch just how transparent and real you both are, especially considering just how much you share of your world on a weekly basis anyway. Do you have any boundaries or areas of your life that you won't share on YouTube? Yeah, we won't show anything that we wouldn't show proudly to our grandparents. Well said. 
Yes. Oh, that's cute, guys. Are they your biggest fans as well? We're, they've told us they watch to the 12-minute mark. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So anything you don't want your grandparents to watch, just put it after the 12-minute mark. Awesome. <laughs> but from a viewer's perspective, these videos look like they're so much fun to make. You both look like you have an absolute blast putting them together. But how much work goes in behind the scenes with the shooting, the editing, and the delivering these videos to an audience who have already got expectations? Mm. Yeah, there's definitely a bit of planning that goes into it related in researching the topic and just kind of what integrates well into our lives and the fun and joy we're having in our daily adventures. Right, right. But I would say between filming, there's a good solid day and editing, there's about a day and a half to two days by the time you create the thumbnail image, the title and a lot of those components that make a great video once it goes live. But every video is different. And as Drew mentioned, one sort of an episode might take one day to film or another episode might span four days. That's true. Or an entire week. And the longer the span of the filming, the longer the editing. And if it's a complicated topic that requires voiceovers to kind of piece together or further explain something that's... um another aspect to consider. And I guess before we start filming an episode, what I try really hard to do is just find the joy in the work before starting to film and not allowing myself to get caught up in the anxiety of the work that the filming will create. So trying to stay in the moment, knowing that like, okay, this is our pulpit. This is our chance to emanate joy and share whatever we're meant to share today, whatever the message is today, without the anxiety of the work. So I guess like for me, I just try to focus really hard on being in the moment so that I can be the best version of myself for our community and for Drew, because we you are learn working a, together. You learn a lot about your partner when you live in an 80 square foot space <laughs> in a little do. home on wheels. And just YouTube's taught us a lot about working together and storylining and communicating, talking to a camera, talking to each other and putting out something that we just have a lot of fun creating. And to answer that question, I would say every video has somewhere in the ballpark of 35 to 30 hours well, yeah. time worth of creation into it. Maybe more, maybe less. That sounds absolutely massive. I mean, that is a full-time job. As hard as it is to constantly create content, there's nothing that I think that I could enjoy doing more as my job. Dare I say it? I don't think I've ever said that out yes, loud. Yes, that's awesome. <laughs> here, we, here we go again. It's the Wild Lives Podcast. Turns out I'm terrified of heights. Alone on the road, he was looking for truth, even if it was about himself. You just drop in and just smack the lip. Isolated in a way that's like so completely unconventional. For the next year and a half, he just rambled around the West. He was happy as hell. Uh, but for anyone that might be interested in joining this YouTube game and starting their own travel channel, what inside tips do you have that might help get them started that will also help them build their own audience online? I would say find a niche that you're passionate about, that excites you, and focus on making videos in that specific topic rather than a whole spectrum so that you'll amass a following in that bit of an area. And make sure it's one that you find a lot of joy in that you can make videos about. And there's, like you said, For you're years. in a podcast and there's so many different angles, even on a specific topic or subject. And you can get creative with that. Another piece of advice that I would give to new YouTubers is 
to find what sparks that creative light within you and to not just say, okay, well, this is what's getting the views on YouTube right now, or if I do this topic, that's trending, or this is what somebody else did. Like, really just ask yourself what makes you you and what makes you excited to sit hours behind the computer staring at editing, finding some sort of golden thread storyline, um, because that light is going to be what attracts your community and a community that appreciates who you are versus one, you know, that is a bit more contrived. And then you feel forced into only sharing a specific topic when really who you truly are is something else. So 100%, just yep. constantly ask yourself if that next video reflects something inside of you that either needs to come out in an education kind of way or just a creative outlet sort of way. Right. And did it take you to a while to find your own niche within that travel vlogging machine? Yeah, we like to go through kind of a balance within our niche of van life and travel between some that are more educational and explaining the aspects of van life. And then in other episodes, we take people on adventures with us. So that's kind of something we kind of the beauty of van life. Yeah, and go back and forth. Side. Yep. Like people are curious how we cook in our van or how do we shower? How do we find a place to park? So those are just some of the educational aspects. Yeah, you seem to have found that balance really well. It's it's almost like the seesaw is straight down the middle. And you also work so well together as a team. Do you split that YouTube workload up and give each other roles to make each video come to life? I like to just give Brittany all the responsibility. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, no, though. No, we work together on it, but Brittany definitely does all the editing. But I make sure everything else is in tip-top shape. I'm her chauffeur and her security guard and dishwasher. <laughs> <laughs> you know, teamwork makes the dream work. Yeah, it sounds like it definitely does. And speaking of that dream, how hard is it to actually make money off YouTube? You see videos out there that have trillions and millions of views. <laughs> how lucrative actually is this? It took us years and it wasn't until we actually dedicated the time to be consistent, the time and the energy to consistently post on YouTube, which then allowed our audience to grow and become more invested in our story. So then they trusted more what we had to say and actually cared about the brands that we were endorsing. And so being consistent, always having those updates for our community, that created sort of a rapport with them. Um, and so as our community grew and we learned how to tell better stories, not only were we gaining the subscribers, but then we started to gain the attention of brands and brands that aligned with our story because mostly we are environmentally friendly or, you know, off-grid living, off-grid living, yeah. things like that. Um, and so we've had the privilege of being um, contacted by brands that we do enjoy using and working with, but it took us being consistent for at least a year. But before that we had had our channel for uh, six years, you know, mm -hmm. so um, pens on the individual. Some people might get that viral video and their subscribership goes up and they're just naturally, they know how to edit and do the storylining. Um, so it will be different for everyone. But if that is 
your goal and you have that vision that you are going to make this your full-time job, you can. It just takes a lot of work and you have to remember that it is not a sprint, it is a marathon. And one thing I want to add to what Brittany's saying is it's not about the number of subscribers and it's not about the number of views. It's about the view watch time. So if a okay. video has more views, doesn't necessarily mean that it does better monetarily on YouTube if people have only watched, say, two minutes of the video. So while they might have had a very clickbaity title and thumbnail image, that doesn't mean that they're raking it in with that episode that went viral if people aren't watching. Watching it for a long duration of time. Wow, look at you guys dropping all the YouTube secrets. (laughs) Remember, we're half adventure, we're half education. (laughs) (laughs) You are the ultimate double threat. I love it. Now, as far as brands go, usually they start popping their heads up once a channel grows momentum, and then they throw them dollars at you for you to then sell their products. Have either of you been pressured into sharing or selling something through your channel that you haven't felt comfortable doing? We have not ever agreed to one that we haven't felt comfortable with. We've gotten proposals, but we've, you know, only went with what we feel true to our hearts, what we'd want to represent. We turned one down that was for like a workout website and it was just starting. And honestly, the workouts were terrible. (laughs) And while they were willing to pay us, Yeah, yeah, our normal rate, it was confusing for us to be like well if if our if someone in our community actually went to this website and they saw that we were promoting this brand endorsing it how would they feel about anything else in the future that we were promoting or endorsing you know if we wouldn't actually do this workout ourselves we wouldn't want to endorse it so We just have to be okay with turning down money if it doesn't feel right to us. Absolutely. And I'm I'm sure that would also take a lot of discipline as well as definitely testing your morals and your values. As you were saying, you've been chipping away at this for the best part of six years now. That must also give you massive responsibility because you guys single-handedly must have the power to alter and influence so many people who are trying to make their own travel decisions whilst watching your channel. Do you have to remind yourselves of the effects your words and your actions have on thousands and thousands of people? Oh, absolutely. And there's been, there's been a lot of pressure in the last couple of months related to certain topics and so forth. And, you know, wearing of mask and social distancing. So I think more than ever, they have the last couple of months been a little bit difficult for influencers and creators. And where do you draw the line? Because if you're not a political channel and you are just a source of entertainment, but you do want to interject, you know, your beliefs or perhaps or what you stand for. There's yeah. always somebody who's listening and waiting for you to say that one thing wrong so that they can leave that comment. I try not to let the anxiety of potentially offending someone or not saying something that I wish that I had said that would have meant something to me or to, you know, a, a percentage of our community. So it's whatever goes unsaid or what does go said. It's, it is, it's overwhelming. And uh, honestly, for us, we try to just stay in the adventure and the education segment of life while quietly, thoughtfully interjecting those little things that we think can help other people make those conscious 
perspective shifts. Yeah. We, we enjoy staying in love and adventure categories. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. That's everyone's favorite genre of movie, right? Um, but you also must be getting so much inspiration from opening up all that positive feedback, email after email, and all the glowing comments that live below each video. That must give you the drive to keep prioritizing this and wanting to continue to keep making all this content. Oh, it really does. Yeah, it's really so nice. And that's one thing we love about the YouTube platform as a whole, the two-way communication with our audience and just the kind words that we get so often. And Drew is actually our prime replier. So while I'd spend all my time with the editing and the this and the that, Drew does pour his time into replying back to just about everyone who at least puts in you a know, thoughtful comment yeah. or kind words. And we we take photos of some of the ones that have meant so, so much to us. And people said they've we've given them a lot of joy in kind of escaping some of the hardships in their life during this tough time. So I think just overall and knowing that we're sharing inspiration and adventures and taking people outdoors with us has really been great for us as well as for the audience. Yep. Yep. You're a hundred percent spot on. And I think one lesson that van life teaches all of us or has definitely taught me is by putting yourself out there and opening yourself right up. You're immediately putting yourself in a position to welcome in those connections with people in places that you're not necessarily expecting to find it. Um, especially with you guys, it also sounds like people are inspiring you as much as you're inspiring them. They yes. are. And we also love listening to them as far as like what resonates in our episodes. And I guess another one of my favorite kinds of comments is when people say that our episodes make them feel calm and they don't necessarily know why, but once they're finished watching our episode, they just feel better. And before we start an episode, we do this thing like a deep breath in and out. Um, and when people say that they always take that breath with us, I'm like, wow, you know, cause so often in life, like even I don't take the time to breathe deeply until I am recording that deep breath moment for that week's episode. And, you know, knowing that it does something for them as well, it helps me feel even more connected to our community, knowing that, you know, across time and space, we are breathing together somehow, finding that calm center. Oh, that's awesome. We should have done one of those big deep breaths at the start of this episode. We should do one now. Yeah, are you ready? All right. So. Are you ready, Ryan? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Oh, my feet are tingling. <laughs> and the trick is right after that deep inhale, you hold your breath for a little split second and then you release. You just get like a little bit more awareness around it or something. Here we, here we go again. It's the Wild Lives Podcast. Out in the surf, I asked, I kind of calmed her down and asked her what her name was. Yeah, people say, don't hit Jake. Well, this is what happened. We just got to go take a walk and meet this really incredible human. When you were underwater, what did you want to do? Well, something is going to happen to me that I don't know what it's going to be. Now, at the end of the day, you're both delivering so much content and you're flipping videos on a weekly basis, which often go for up to about 15 and 20 minutes. It's a lot of work. 
I'm sure there's weeks where you must look each other in the eye and go, <laughs> we need to take a break from this. We need to start prioritizing things in our lives, which might be a little bit more important, like our relationship or your families or your health or all those th types of things. So have there been times where you've come close to giving the entire YouTube game away? Oh, it's... Oh, I think there's always tests out there that test our commitment to making videos and our joy. I think when you go back to the previous earlier question you asked here about comments in the community, that's really carried and pushed us and compelled us to keep mm. creating when times might be on, might be difficult in our own thoughts and our own heads. I nearly crack after editing almost every episode, if I'm being completely <laughs> honest. But then when... I, I watch the final cut and I say, babe, you did a wonderful job. <laughs> does that. But then I go and the video is live and I read the comments and I am completely enamored with the appreciation and the attention to detail that our community just absorbs and the love that they send back our way. And I have to read those comments because otherwise I feel like I've just poured out my heart and my soul or, you know, my yeah. creativity. I've run yep. myself out. And without the love that you receive back from your community, I don't think I could carry on. And so it's just this this constant emptying of myself and being refilled by them and then an emptying and a refilling. And Well, there's always that thought that 60 years in the future when we're decrepit and can't move and sitting in a nursing home somewhere, we'll have all these great travel videos to watch. <laughs> <laughs> that is an amazing mindset. I mean, have you chucked some popcorn on recently and gone down memory lane and reminded yourselves how far you've come by watching all your old videos? <laughs> Absolutely. I just, we revamped our website not too long ago. And if you're familiar with SEO and keyword tagging and all of that, I went through 230 blog posts retagging every image. And it took me on memory lane for those 60 to 80 hours I was spending retagging every image. So wow. I kind of felt like one in i was getting work done while also reminiscing i also watched an old video from 2016 actually just this morning in and I austria was, yeah it was an austria vlog and it's only four minutes long <laughs> honestly seeing how our storytelling and filming techniques have changed over time is really comforting it's humorous too yeah yep. it's like wow yep. look at where we were and we still got to share you know, we, we thought that that was okay enough to put out there when now, if I saw that as an episode, there's no way that would be getting I, I have to <laughs> laugh at kind of the transformation on YouTube because if everybody remembers back to the early days of YouTube, it was like Charlie bit my finger or you could just film like some spect spectacle that was happening, like a flyover of airplanes at a parade. And that was good enough just to put that snippet on YouTube. And a decade later, here we are with like these inner twisted, elaborate storylines that make beautiful YouTube yeah. episodes. Full on productions. And that's a big thanks to people like yourselves who are constantly going out there and one, finding the stories and then two, sharing them with the world. So thank you guys. And you've obviously been doing this for such a long time now. You must be fairly recognizable, you could say. <laughs> Your faces are out there for the world to see. Do you ever get approached from people who know you through your Van Life YouTube channel? When people ask us where we're from these days, we like to tell them we live in the woods. Well, we live in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> the wild thing. Um, but yes, this has happened. We were walking down the sidewalk in Idaho. Yeah. And a, and a guy with his buddies sitting on the terrace at a 
bar, they just kind of said, Hey, Mr. and Mrs. Adventure. And he jumped up and started talking with us and we gave him, we ended up giving him a van tour, but yeah, it's really special when we see somebody in person. Actually, last week we were parked at a Walmart parking lot True. true. and this couple, they knocked on our door and they seemed so nervous and they were like, we've been watching you. We've been standing outside of your door for 10 minutes trying to figure out if we should knock or not, but we've been watching and, and we just love you guys. And it was so sweet of them Aww. and very sweet completely caught us off guard because awesome. to us we're we're still just Brittany and drew and we forget that people watch us or what that means to them to then see us in person so it's it's humbling yeah it's, it's or the or amazing. the way they kind of form us as characters and who we are from our youtube videos and to go yeah. on what Brittany was saying it is an amazing thing to meet those people in person Oh, that sounds like an actual YouTube comment that just come knocking on your door, literally. <laughs> uh, do you look forwards and have bigger goals of where you'd like to take this channel and maybe new ways that you'd like to challenge yourselves eventually? Yes, <laughs> to all of it. Um, it's so multifaceted because we want to remain true to why we are sharing and we want to keep focused on who we are serving and we want to be grateful for the community that we currently have and through that we do hope to reach our greater goals of being able to serve more people and i think reaching of course you know the next milestone is 100,000 subscribers um and while that's a milestone for us we don't know if that's an end all or you know there's never when it comes to how many subscribers you have, when is enough, you know, quote unquote. And I think finding the gratitude for what we currently have now is what will keep us moving forward. Because if we keep focusing on that next number, that next higher number, when we get to that next higher number, we're just going to need to focus on another number that's further away and feel like we're still not there and we, we still don't have enough. And so I think what we're trying to do now is just feel like, we have enough. We are grateful for the community that we have. We are serving who we are supposed to be serving. And if we are meant to serve more, we will. Yeah, we're just happy with the journey and the lives that we're able to lead and just be really blessed and grateful for those things. And at the same time, you've literally taken your camera through country to country. Uh, If you were to put little red dots on all the places that you've explored together through van life, would there be little red dots everywhere? (laughs) <laughs> oh, there's so many more places out there. We we often joke that we've always been wanting to get to Southeast Asia and still have yet to make it there. But we have spent about two and a half years traveling all over Europe. And because of our visa restrictions, we've spent three months specifically in Croatia, three months in Morocco, uh, three months in Scandinavia. So we really, I would say, have a quality over the slowness and the speed we travel and really getting to see a country and the culture and taste the food and meet the people versus jet setting all over the place. What's wonderful about van life is when you fall in love with a certain spot or a community or the activities in an area, you can just decide, let's just stay here, you know? So you do learn to travel slower and appreciate where you are and then move on when it feels right. And so go in the direction where it feels like we're meant to go or where the weather is better. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And for us, like as far as where we go next, it's just a matter of what feels right for the next chapter in our lives. And while we could 
continue rolling forever and ever and ever, we do feel like there is a part of our souls that wants to create something a bit more tangible, not only for ourselves, but for our community. So whether that's in the form of some sort of an event or a campground or a workshop space, we're not exactly sure, but we have the this thought in the distance and we don't know where or when but until that arrives we will continue rolling and sharing wherever spirit guides us oh and long may that continue my friends uh but guys thank you so much for sharing even more crystal clear insight into your already very much celebrated crystal clear world (laughs) uh if you are listening along please jump on Brittany and drew's youtube page right now what are you doing just punch in mr (laughs) and mrs adventure they'll pop up they're absolutely everywhere you can't miss them Hit that subscribe button because they absolutely deserve it. Friends, it's been an absolute pleasure. Take care out there on the roads and we'll see you again real soon. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you for sharing your community with us. Here we we go again. It's the Wild Lives Podcast.